Welcome to the Magic of Compassion. I'm Little Wu, and today's question is how to deal with deep disappointment coming from lack of reciprocity or appreciation. And I'm going to elaborate on what this person uh, wrote me. What to do when you feel betrayed or disappointed by people very close to you, when you support others, but then when you need support, they don't do the same in return. I know I have an issue with overstretching myself and overdoing, and I tend towards my comfort zone of being the strong one, so feel far less comfortable receiving. Maybe this is linked? I'm sure that a lot of people have been through something similar, so this is helpful that we're looking at it today. Um, you know, when we, when, we, when we have this desire to help others, to give, and to, to do acts of service, it's coming from a very deep place, and often it's a place of purpose, and so from our purpose, we also form our identity. And from the purpose and identity come the principles and values that we want to live. So these become our life choices, what we want to do with our time, energy, money, and resources. Um, and and when we, what we do is our output in the world, what we create, how we help, what we offer, um, how we act, how we behave. And you know these principles can validate um, how we feel we exist in the world, like our, our reason for being. And that is what we call our purpose, or some people call it our higher purpose. And how we show up in the world and what we do, what we choose, how we choose to contribute, these are ways that we are, are showing up, as you said, how I show up. Um, this is what I can call your presence in the world, and then there's also your actions. But then we also have two other layers of existence, which is we look at how we're actually impacting the world. Like, am I making a difference? And our impact really impacts how we feel as a human being. Like, our purpose, is it, is it actually making a difference? And that can really um, be important when we start to look at the, you know, the, our, our impact on the world and is there actually anything happening from what I'm doing? And so that's, that feedback becomes another layer of our identity and it can influence our purpose and our principles. Um, now, if the way that we're impacting the world is not really aligned with how we want to, how we want to impact the world, then it can actually drain our purpose and drain our motivation. Um, if it is matching, then we usually feel fulfilled in our purpose. It's like, oh yes, it's it's doing. Um, I'm making the difference that I want to make in the world. Uh, I'm showing up in the way that I want to uh, show up, and it is helping, and it feels good. So that feels fulfilling. Another layer that we end up looking and measuring is how do people respond to us? So it's a little bit different than impact. How are people responding to how I show up and what I'm doing? And if you continually, like you might have noticed, feel unsupported or a feeling of lack of mutual support or reciprocity, what I call it, uh, or feeling unacknowledged or undervalued, there's all the different things that people can feel when they feel like, I'm really showing up, I'm really giving. And yet, why, why are people not receiving it in the way that I'm giving it? Why am I not seen? Why am I not heard? Why am I not valued? Uh, what, maybe why am I not supported when I need help? And so this other layer of how does the world respond to us beyond impact is something that can also impact our self-esteem and impact our sense of purpose and either validate or invalidate us. 
Um, and if we've been, if we see that we've been very giving as a person, it can feel extremely disappointing to not receive some of that. And I know that word expectation can be very dangerous when we expect others to give back. I know that that's not really the case here. There is a, a realness to feeling like we don't have that kind of ecosystem where it's just one way. So it's not really, if we move the conversation away from expectation, but actually just that there is a certain uh, standard that is reasonable to have as a human being, that if you constantly give to your ecosystem and your ecosystem doesn't feed you at all, then there's something going on there. Either that you've picked an ecosystem that is unable to give, or it's set up in a way that is not quite giving and mutually giving, or there's something going on inside that blocks you from receiving or blocks you from asking for help. Maybe you think that it's obvious you need help or you, uh, it's obvious that you're burned out, but maybe you appear more together than you, see, you think. So there's a lot of other reasons why people may not be giving back. And, 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 and I wanted to really you know, take a moment to acknowledge that it's not about expectations, it's really about this, this reciprocity that's natural to have in an ecosystem, in a, in a community, in a family. Um, so after we look at all that, and that's a kind of a, a bit of a preamble, I want to talk about the fact that when you feel deep disappointment or betrayal from people not really you know, showing up for you or, or acknowledging you or, or maybe even being able to support you a little bit, even if you don't even ask for very much and you feel like you're not getting even that little bit of support or, or, um, or, or help, then this is a, a term of dis a disillusionment. That's a term that I use to describe that feeling of, what? This is not the world view, or this is not the world that I thought I was part of. And it's, it can be very deep betrayal. This disillusionment is when your paradigm shifts and suddenly you feel like, well, maybe I, I'm, I've mis misunderstood and maybe helping is not a real value in this world. Maybe it's not truly valued and why would I you know, go out of my way to do this if it doesn't actually really matter. And so disillusionment is a, a time where you can enter um, you know, self-reflection, self but it, you can come out of disillusionment very cynical. And that's the danger of disillusionment, is that it creates deep pessimism or cynicism. And if you live with citizen, cynicism, then you can come into the world and you feel resentment, even if you can't stop helping. And there's people uh, who are helpers who are just can't help it. It's just it hurts not to help, and so then you find yourself continually helping, feeling drained, feeling resentful, and yet you can't stop. But you also feel cynical at the same time. You might be cynical because you're not receiving help, or you're not receiving enough support. You're not even maybe getting the support for the mission. If it's not even for you, it's for the mission. And then you might feel that kind of cynicism. Um, there's many different kinds of cynicism that can, can come when you're dealing with something like this, this type of disillusionment. Um, but I'm going to come with three kind of worldviews uh, or three beliefs that might help you at this time. And the first one is that your principles do matter. Your principles and values, they matter. And sometimes people argue, well, if no one else is doing this or no one seems to reciprocate or I don't feel supported, why would it matter if it doesn't seem to mean anything to others or be valued? Well, I would say that your principles matter because as long as you are able to conceive of them, then if, something, if it's beautiful and meaningful to you, then please 
don't dishonor your own principles, even if you are disappointed. Do it for yourself because you have an inner compass, you have an inner set of value, and this inner set of values is a way of showing up in the world that is actually really meaningful to you. And if you lose that, you'll possibly lose a sense of meaning in your life. And if you can fulfill these values for yourself, that might be just enough. And you have to look at that as, this is for me. When I do these things, it's because I feel that this is the highest path. This is the, the right path for me. This is the right choice. This is the right action. And so this, this is not for others. It's not to, to do the right thing for others. It's to do the right thing for you. And so your purpose matters. The second thing is to remember that your well-being matters as well. So there's a bit of a balance between your principles and your well-being. If you're doing something and there's really, you start to notice that self-harm is coming from it and you're drained and you're, yeah, whether your bank account's drained or your energy is drained or your health is drained, then you'll realize that somewhere along the line, even though your principle might be beautiful, if it starts to harm you or even someone else, then it's no longer, uh, there's some tweaking that can happen with the principle. So if you have a concept of giving and supporting, maybe part of your principle can be tweaked that it must, it, it, you only help to the point where you don't drain yourself. And so whatever the symptom is, you can use that and add that to your principle. So that might come with more communication of boundaries, a willingness to ask for help, um, and maybe willingness to say no to some things and say yes to others. Seeing which way is the best way to help, because even though we might think of 10 ways to help, maybe only two of those ways are the most beneficial for all concerned, not just for them, but for you as well. Because sustainability is actually a really important part of this. If you can't sustain your own well-being and your principle is to help, then you might only be able to help for a very short time. And then you might end up being in a very difficult place yourself. So then you're not able to help anymore. In fact, you need help at that point. And there's nothing wrong with needing help, and it's part of our life cycle, is to learn the teaching of receiving and, and being able to ask. And, and the third part, actually, this leads me into the third principle, is that your trust in humanity matters. You know, how you feel about others. So at this point, if you feel a little bit cynical or a little bit resentful, that's okay. It's just an indication that some loving attention is needed to this, and that perhaps there's a cynicism that's come in from the disillusionment and it's time to bring some healing in. And so this practice of healing cynicism is a really important part of our spiritual growth. Um, it's, it's not to lose your sense of reality. The reality is that there's a lot of people who are taking you for granted, who are not kind, who are not helpful to you when you need help. Then it's not because you need to be cynical about re uh, humanity. It's that maybe they're in a survival mode that you're not really understanding yet and if you understood better you would also know how to help in a way that doesn't drain you. And so this this learning from our cynicism is not to get uh, to lose lose faith in humanity but to have better understanding of why we do the things that we do. Why are we selfish? Why are we greedy? Why are we unable to help others? And if we ask it in a different way, so those are some of the more common questions, but if we ask a different way is that what are the survival modes that cause uh, behaviors of self-protection, uh, survival, self-gratification, or uh, what I call self-promotion? So these are three types of symptoms of someone who's in survival mode. 
So when you notice someone who's acting uh, very self-focused, as you said, then they're probably in a state of survival mode, which is not surprising if they're in that mode that you wanted to help them. But maybe your healing of cynicism can come from a deeper recognition that that is truly where they are, and they may not be in a place to appreciate and recognize the help that's come to them. But your cynicism is not going to help you, and so your work is to understand survival mode better, how people get there, why they behave the, the way they do, and how you can set your own um, boundaries, how to communicate that, and how to communicate when you need help so that you don't have to be cynical, that you can actually use that asking of help as a way to, to learn how to trust people, know that there is goodness, so much goodness in the world. And I, I promise you, there is so much goodness in this world. And when people don't act good, it's because they're in survival mode of some sort, whether it's from generational trauma or from some acute trauma that happened recently or some past trauma in their childhood. There's a reason why they behave that way, and it's not because they're evil, not because they're selfish, not because humanity is inherently bad, but because they've been traumatized or they've been subject to witnessing trauma. Sometimes it's not directly around us, but if we see it and we get cynical, then that also impacts how we behave in the world. If we think that we've, we've seen the darkest of humanity, then sometimes we feel like, well, I don't want any part in it. And that's why a lot of people are very self-focused, because they're just here to survive. They think it's a brutal, nasty world, and that if they just get through another day, that's all they're here to do. So they're not in a giving mode, because that's their worldview. So it's very dangerous for you to adopt that worldview, because that's, this is back to the very beginning of you believe in being good and being helpful and being kind. And it, it's people who believe in that that will be able to actually see past survival modes. And so part of my work in my workshops and my private sessions is to help people understand the four different types of survival mode and how that makes people act in certain ways and how we can actually meet that in a different way. Instead of with judgment or with cynicism, there are ways to meet it that create resolution and understanding and actually bring healing so that everyone involved can start to awaken and make new choices. It is really possible. It is hard work though, and, um, but it's meaningful work and it can be joyful work. And I know that the way that you have shown up in the world is not, it's not lost, it's not um, a waste of energy, it actually is very meaningful. So I encourage you to look at these three mindsets of your principles matter, your well-being matters, and your trust in humanity matters. And to, to cultivate all of those things as you continue being a very helpful, kind, and generous person. And to not forsake that and, and lose who you truly are just because of experiencing maybe people's survival modes and maybe your own survival mode. Maybe you have found a way to survive in the world by being a helper. And by being a helper as a survival mode, sometimes it's hard to ask for help because this is how you've come to identify with how you... Uh, justify your existence and so sometimes helpers find it really hard to show our vulnerabilities to show that we're suffering too or to show that we need help and because we're dealing with so many people who need help sometimes we forget that it's actually very honorable to ask for help you know it's, it's not just honorable to give help but it's honorable to ask for help because it shows that you trust in the goodness of humanity that you trust that people are big enough to show up for you too and that can be part of, of a helper's healing, uh, healing process. 
So uh, hopefully you'll find something useful in one of these three mindsets. And um, I look forward to more questions, especially the existential ones that can cause us the most grief uh, and make, make us lose our motivations. But it's important to look at those and to find healing and to come out of that more, more under, with more understanding and more compassion. If you're curious about my one-on-one -on -one sessions, workshops, or online classes, visit littlewood.org. Lots of love.